Hello and welcome to Talktales, a bartender advice line that's cheaper, cheaper than, than therapy. therapy. <laughs> Shana, almost. almost. <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah, we'll we're get there. Get we'll there. get there. And that's right. We are the free bartender advice line podcast uh, where you, the listener, can ask us anything. Yet none of us are qualified to answer any of it. <laughs> and you're welcome for that. So, I know you yeah. missed us and we are here for you. Well, so much here for you. Uh, I, I know that you guys have really been missing your bartenders in a lot of different places and opening up has been kind of lagging, you know, especially here in L.A. So we just, you know, we do want to be there for, for our, our patrons, for our friends, for our regulars, for the barflies, for the teachers, for the doctors. For, for everybody. The, okay. Yeah. Okay. People. I'll stop. For, to the, by the people, to the people, for the people. I don't know. Well, maybe <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome because we kind of do miss giving advice that's that we're completely unqualified to give but we miss it nonetheless adele do you think that we are now qualified to say that we are the people's podcast um you know what it's 2020 we're qualified to say whatever the fuck we want to say because nothing matters anymore so there's that and the the one thing that does matter is our guests today (laughs) oh man i'm so excited uh we're 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 bringing in three incredible human beings from New Orleans. <laughs> I didn't even mean... the land that is New Orleans. Sometimes the rhyming is incredible in this podcast. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah uh, I, I just want to kind of get right into it and start the introductions because this is the first time on Cheaper Than Therapy with our Talk Tales podcast that we have three incredible human beings. And so we're going to have three... Ec- three opinions and advice for all of our callers. And I can't wait to get to that. And that's a bonus dude. Yeah. It's a, it's the triplet. Yeah. So like if you called this past week, then you get five for the price of five. Yeah. Five for the price of one, you get five Five different opinions. I mean the same opinions or three for five, three for five. Four for three. There's a discount involved somewhere in there and you're getting that. Good job. It's a, it's a triple Lindy. (laughs) Tuesday. What day is it? Today's Tuesday. It's an overstep Tuesday. So, do you guys know what that reference is? Triple Lindy? No. Respect school. Boom. Oh, nailed it. All right, I'm sending you a virtual shot. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, What is that? uh, Roddy Dangerfield. Roddy Dangerfield. uh, Actually, also had a very young Robert Downey Jr. in it. Whoa! Yeah. Mind blown. (laughs) Oh, we got a TV. We got a movie movie guy on the podcast. But but that voice, whose voice is that? That there is Stephen Ames, baby, from New Orleans. And not only do we have Stephen Ames, we have the beautiful, a friend of mine. So you, some of you may know her. I'm actually a lot of you probably know her. Uh, Somebody who's influenced me as a bartender. Uh, she worked at the Varnish in downtown Los Angeles and amongst many other bars and now is in New Orleans schooling everyone in <laughs> therapy. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I'm actually glad you're on here because we have Sari Asher. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe future. I mean, who knows? Whatever. Give it time. Give it time. I'm sure I'll be back shortly. But for now, I'm a... 31 year old college freshman. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's the way to be. Maybe I should join. Maybe I should go back to school. Oh my God. Full circle here. Uh, and we did see, we did say three. We said three. And I cannot wait to introduce somebody I've never met before, but I know is incredible and an incredible human being. We got Ivy Gray on the mic. Yay. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much for coming on Talktales cheaper than therapy our new platform where we just have people ask us questions because people are missing their bartenders how has it been living in new orleans right now with this covid thing and then oh, oh i just want to mention real quick we were quite we were questioning whether or not we would be able to get on the mics today because there's two not one but two hurricanes coming your way is that right fun times um one of them's passed us already which is great well didn't even yeah, pass. Exactly. It, yeah. it just dissipated. Yeah. yeah. The, the tropical storm was just, there wasn't much to it. We were really, yeah, that's a relief, right? There's one pending still? 
Yeah. Yep. Sort of. oh, that's yeah. uh, what Laura is coming out. Laura us. should oh be fun. It's always Laura. But <laughs> Laura. We all have that friend. <laughs> it's looking like that'll be more on the Texas border with like St. Charles. So Lake Charles. we might just Lake Charles. No. Lake, Lake Charles? Charles? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Lake Charles. Um sorry, I'm new here. <laughs> um, and we'll get like rain maybe, maybe some wind. Yeah, that's about it. Probably nothing. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was I was anticipating like like you know hundred mile winds and Apocalypse. like we were all going to be like oh, like we'll hold on to you virtually and everything's going to be okay. If only. I mean, that's what the hurricane parties are for. I know. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, you get all the snacks and everyone gets really drunk, but like, it hasn't gotten bad enough to even justify getting drunk. <laughs> well, leave it to us. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you'll still do it, but you just won't have the excuse to do so. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sari, I wanted to ask you real quick. Um, oh, I uh, real quick, I want to talk about what I'm drinking. I'm not going to – I guess I'm going to be a little rude here and be like, I just want to talk about what I'm drinking. But you guys can talk about what you're drinking too, but this drink I made is specific because um, it's a drink – I don't know if you're going to remember this or not, but this is a drink that you taught me, I want to say like four years ago or something like this, four or five years ago. And I, w- I came back to the varnish bar because I worked in the front bar, Coles, and I was like, I just want a, I just want a good cocktail, you know. And, like, I know I'm a dick, but whatever. Uh, and uh, you're like, this is the best cocktail I've ever drank. <laughs> I have to make this for you. Do you know what it is? Which, okay, so well, it depends on whether it's like, is what made it the best cocktail the garnish or... Well, the, okay, here's a hint. You said this normally, like some people garnish. Oh, God, it's the um, innocuous. Nope. Uh, what is it? <laughs> I'm dying to know. No, what you're like, oh, I'm going to give some more hints. Um, so you're like, normally, like a lot of people like do a lemon twist, but I always prefer, prefer orange twist. Oh, the orange twist. Oh, so this is the story of Bianco. Boom! <laughs> I love that drink. Actually, Stephen is drinking a variation on a mystery Bianco with a vermouth I made. You made a vermouth? Well, I didn't like make the vermouth. It's just like I just um, soaked a bunch of fucking strawberries and some Bianco. It's delicious. Wait, it, <laughs> that's all. What's in this, Shauna, and the cocktail you're drinking? Oh, the story of Bianco? Well, uh, gin, Blanco vermouth, orange bitters, and then I didn't have any citrus, so no, no garnish on mine. But um, <laughs> uh, but uh, Sari's like, yeah, I like the orange peel. The I think you said the lemon peel gave off too much bitterness, if I remember right? Stringent to me. It's astringent. Unless you do it, like, if I'm going to do something with a lemon twist and it's up with, like, gin and... I'm going to hold it up super high because I only want it to like, otherwise it overpowers the gin for me. That's okay. That's cool. And I know that's a really unpopular opinion and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's how I like it. Wait, why is that an unpopular opinion? Because the lemon is the thing, right? The lemon twist is. Lemon is the thing. It's the thing. Also, I'm weird and I stir my drinks with peels. You do. Yeah. hmm, So that like the bitterness will be there. Wait, Ivy, you stir your drinks? Say that one more time. So when I build a drink for myself, I don't do this for other people unless they like ask me to. I will express the peel into the mixing glass and then I'll stir it. Oh. And then I usually will serve it without a garnish because I don't want it to fall in my drink or whatever. You don't want some dirty ass garnish in your drink? <laughs> Wait, okay, hold on. So let's get let's do a little QA before we get into the uh you know the hardcore questions here. Where does everyone work as far as bars in New Orleans? <laughs> All right, so Steven has a job. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm the only one. Yeah. Anyway, so I work at a place called Bruno's Tavern in uh uptown New Orleans. It's a it was a college uh sports bar, basically. Uh, but now we're operating as a restaurant to still be able to stay open for the uh, restrictions. With our- so you guys do have to have food in order to be able to stay open with the COVID restrictions? Okay. Yeah. We're supposed to make uh, all of our sales, 51% have to be food-related sales. Oh, wow. That's pretty oddly specific. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> well, I think that's I think that's similar to LA as far as to be considered a bar versus a restaurant. If you do fifty something percent food sales, that that considers yourself a restaurant over a bar, right? Am I right on that? Uh, I don't know if I mean because I've been to bars now with the the, the restrictions, and they're like. Can you order like a bag of chips so I can serve you alcohol? And we'll drink a lot of alcohol and have a bag of chips. And that's like their loophole around it. So I don't know how strict that might be. uh, So for us, uh, that's what we were getting away with uh, for a while. We were uh, selling $2 pizza sticks. (laughs) uh, Basically just an elongated hot pocket. That's great. (laughs) <laughs> a nice steamy hot pocket, huh? But uh, yeah, that, that was what we were doing before, but now they've uh, tightened up on us. So we're having to do uh, make sure it's like meals and every person has to buy food. Order something. Yeah. They so, tightened uh, it up in California too. They they did say that you can't just serve French fries and you can't serve like nuts or whatever. And I'm like, oh, nuts. <laughs> oh, nuts. Yeah. All right. Ivy, where are you at? Um. So uh, I... Just got hired for a hotel that's opening in October, I hope. Um, It's really unclear. I had lunch with the beverage director last Friday. And when I told him that the, like, paperwork I signed said um, October 1st was the start date, he was like, I thought we were supposed to do, like, mid-September. They already told me, like, late August was the hope. So I'll be working. It's going to happen. At some point. It's going to happen. And then uh, whenever the licensing goes through, I may also be working at the Domino, which is where I was working at before <coughs> COVID and the shutdown in March. And sure, right? Probably not. Not yeah. until they like are able to serve at like more than seventy five percent capacity. Especially because I'll be working like full time for big jobs. So, well, I've worked at Cure as well, which yeah. is an amazing bar in our neighborhood. Mm, just yeah, thought was, it should be mentioned. I was serving at Cure, um, and then they just brought all the bartenders back, and they're because we can only. I don't even know. Can we do fifty percent right now? Uh, I think I mean, we're. It depends like, on what licensing y'all are operating right now, okay. because we're uh, we're operating under a conditional restaurant license. That's. Al Bruno's is uh, operating during our phase right now. So, yeah. So anyway, like the discussion that I had with them was that like until they were operating at like a hundred percent, I wouldn't be able to come back because they were basically repurposing all their bartenders for all of the roles so that people could get hours. Yeah. Yeah, You're like furloughed. Like so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thing is so wild. I mean, I, it's it's interesting. I, I I you know talking to you guys over there in New Orleans and seeing if there's any differences, you know. But it seems pretty like similar to what's happening over here for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sari, um, what's going on with the therapy? <laughs> um, how do we how do we all hire you? Because <laughs> we need a bartender therapist for us. My main client keeps me busy. My main clients keep me busy. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked to you about my many, many crushes. Um, I spend a lot of time in my room with my textbooks. Textbooks. Um, can't even talk, but I I made an honor roll. Blame the hurricane. I made the honor roll, I swear. I'm a huge stoner, and somehow I use it to my advantage, but it also makes me sound way dumber than I am. Do you do the sativa or the indica? When I'm studying, I lean towards the sativa. Um, it's really hard to get good, good stuff out here. Really, I'll ship you some. Please, should check please, it out. please. Like, yeah, whatever happened to yeah, up? I don't know. Like, we have our ways, but it's like being born and raised in Los Angeles. Like, it's really hard. That's frustrating. Yeah, she's spoiled. Yeah. I'm from... It's kind of like Mexican Korea. food. Oh, you yeah. Spoil once you live in L.A. Yeah, but you don't you out here you don't get that them good crawdads. Ooh, oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we could go in the backyard and uh, catch our own. It was great. <gasps> now you're talking my language. <laughs> have you guys ever done a crawdad shot? I can't say I have. What's that? Yeah, it's I'm when you you pull the. We maybe we invented this, uh, but we pull the butt the tail out and then. Uh, 
And then the body cavity is a nice vessel to throw whatever alcohol you prefer into. And then you, you pour it into the body vessel and then down the hatch. It's like a, it's like a bone marrow luge, but a little bit more country. Of all people. Because, I mean, you live by the motto, pinch the tail, suck the heads. So, I mean. <laughs> oh, I suck the heads, too, after the shot. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, that would be Ooh. just the perfect chaser. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right into the shots. Oh, that 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 was a uh, that was figured out. Let's see. And when I lived in Baltimore, and we were a couple of our friends would were from New Orleans, and they'd have this backyard like crawdad feast all day long. We drink beers and like sit down in the yard and like eat crawdads all day long. And so like we, it was probably like the end of the night. It was dark, and we we're like, we should probably do some crawdad shots. <laughs> I like it. Such a good idea. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Did you eat a lot of crab when you lived there? Oh, my God. Daily. I love crab so much. Daily. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Okay. Blue crabs down here. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of the blue crabs in Baltimore come from uh, Louisiana coast, I believe. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Right now, is it right season right now? Or is it like the end of season? Uh, wrapping up towards the end of the crab season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I've heard the best crabs come in November because uh they they've kind of everyone's fizzled out from the summer activities. And so like if you order crabs like at in November, they're like big old fatties. So Ooh, Yeah. Good. Big old thick crabs. <laughs> okay. Um Adele. Yes. All right, Shauna, I think it's time to get started with these questions. The people you want to advise, and we are ready to give it. It's time. Oh, my gosh, Adele. That is, like, the best thing I could ask for. I'm glad you called it. Let's <laughs> do it. I'm so excited. Because uh, we got, like, people are people are calling. The, the, the buzzer is ringing. The yeah, I have a buzzer. Hot. Yeah, I got a buzzer, and it's visual. It's like a, it's like a Batman light where it's, like, flashing. <laughs> Every time you somebody know. calls. Yep. And okay. Swings or something. I'm ready. Know. Adele, I'm you're ready. ready? I'm ready. All right. Trio. As well. triple, the triple indie. Y'all ready? Ah, yes. Doing All right. Here we go. Let me get the first caller. Okay. Hi, caller. How's it going? Uh, what is the best way to de-stress besides drinking, smoking weed, and screaming? I mean, all valid options, but... Besides oh, drinking, what was the middle weed, one? Smoking weed or screaming. Mm. You guys want to take this? Sure. Meditation, man. <laughs> I've been meditating. Meditation, that's... that's. I mean, that's hard to get, though. I feel like you need to practice to be able to, to, to use it as a tool. To get your mind's eye? Well, <laughs> I got an app, and it takes you through the stages. And it's, oh. Yeah, it's... um. It's calm. It? It's called calm, and it's uh, there's like a 30 day intro to meditation thing, and it's taken me like five months to get through the first like 10 days. <laughs> I, I, I am doing a great job, but I'm trying. <laughs> when I'm sorry, I just poked you. Um, <laughs> when I do do it, it, it's great. It's fucking great. So okay, meditation. Okay, that's a great one. All right, let, let's just give a, let's give a five answer alternatives for, to drinking, smoking, and screaming. So meditation, number one. It's, yeah. This is like family feud. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so for me, uh, I'm a big, big podcast listener. Uh, definitely going to have to put you all on my roster now. <laughs> and uh, Hey-o. That video games and cuddling uh, with my dog. I was waiting for that one. Oh, yeah. oh doggies. Oh, doggies. Doggies are the best and video games i've been playing gardenscapes Parents, yeah so we can pay the dog tax dog tax pay pay the troll toll she is a de-stressor <laughs> this dog i swear when you hug her you're just like what kind of dog is she she's australian shepherd and lab oh that's a literally the that's most cuddly like cuddliest type of dog perfect for de-stressing for sure and she's uh got the lab size so she's Big, oh. and all fluffy oh absolutely oh yeah. my god oh. is just the master of destruction <laughs> i want to put my face in her yeah you will wait till you meet her oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll wake her up <laughs> all right ivy let's do this um uh, so uh i had a really nice day sunday i think 
and I literally listened to music and read uh, um, Andrea Gibson poetry all day. Like, and slept. I also slept. Sleep. Sleep's good. Sleep. Sleep. Sleep is a great de-stressor. Also, reading poetry and listening to music is up there for me. Adele, do you want to take the next? Um, I think to de-stress, without drinking, which is a thing that I, 9.9% of, like, out of 10 times I would do. I think, like, mindless, like, like tasks, like, like, embroidery is really distressing for me. Or, like, um, you know, picking out little like things that I don't have to think about that are very automatic. I like cooking or like baking a lot because it's very like, like you're doing something. So you are paying attention, but it's kind of mindless. Um, that, that, yeah, that's a form. Exactly. For me, it's like a form because I'm not really thinking about anything other than what I'm doing. It's weird. I enjoy that. But to be completely honest, I'll probably just go grab booze and that's <laughs> usually what I'll do. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, like de-stressing, is i mean i gotta go i i know that's not the category but like typically there is a a cocktail in there but Mm -hmm. if i'm trying to non-cocktail uh gardenscapes (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a stupid phone game i started playing it like like oh no like two weeks ago is that when you make up a garden like 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 like, it's like yeah, it's like bejeweled, but like building a garden. <laughs> but also, I love my plants too. And like my, I lost my dog this year, so I I would normally say my dog, but um, yeah. So I'd say my plants. I love gardening and watching them grow. I I grow weed plants, but I don't smoke weed. I just like to grow them for my friends. I and uh, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> I know, I, I know. I'm like, I, I'm too high strung for weed. I don't know if that makes sense. Everyone's like, you should smoke weed, but it does the opposite effect for me. It makes me even more high strung. It's, I, I think I've, I think my metabolism is made of crack cocaine. <laughs> I agree. I've seen Shauna like we've gone on drank like too much, and then the next day I'll call her to like say my goodbyes because I'm about to die. I'm like, I'm so hungover, I'm going to die, and Shauna will be like, Yeah, dude, I'm super hungover too. I think I'm gonna go for like a five mile run and run it out. <laughs> I'm like, Who fucking does that? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's she's definitely a different, a different uh, vibration when it comes to like metabolism for sure. Yeah, it's like yeah, I have crack cocaine for my bloodstream and methamphetamines for like my brain load. I don't know what's wrong, um, but I don't do I don't do any drugs. It's it's just a problem. Uh, it's a natural problem. <laughs> I forgot the thing. Can I change my answer? Because everyone said something they actually do regularly. And <laughs> that, that meditation—that's just bullshit. No, I believe in it, but I don't actually like regularly practice that to de-stress i shouldn't have gone first what i do to de-stress de-stress realistically is because this is what reminds me of this when you said your thing about the garden thing i play phone scrabble yes <laughs> phone scrabble there you go that's like more, more realistic words with friends yeah, yeah. words with friends i mean words with friends. i love words with friends oh my gosh we should be friends on words with friends <laughs> all right take friendship to the next level I feel like that gave five solid, five, like six solid uh, answers for options for our caller. Thank you so much, caller, for for uh, calling in. That's yeah, awesome. I hope that. Oh, was that you, Adele? <laughs> so you're welcome to the caller. You have five things. You have six things now to do to stress. Yeah, yeah, there's many, many options, many options. But we're not going to stop there. We're going to do another, another caller. Here we go. Oh. Hey, what's up, Cocktails? My name is Cameron, and I'm hoping you can settle a debate for me. Rye Old Fashions or Bourbon Old Fashions? Which are better? Uh, and you got to pick one. Thank you. I like that question. Who Let's wants start to take you, it? Shana. Me first? Yes. Okay. First. Uh, okay. If it's a classic old fashioned, like straight up just sugar bitters whiskey, I go rye. Um, but. If it's like a modified old fashioned where you're adding like a different like flavor profile, uh, like it, I'm like say if it's like a berry influence or something that's more desserty, then I will go bourbon. So like a different sweetener, like like maple syrup or yeah, and it's yeah. like depends on like my feeling, but like a classic old fashioned for me is rye. What about the trio? What do you guys think? I don't know. Uh, for me, I think I'd have to go bourbon. Just I don't know. It feels more traditional to me and. Uh, yeah, 
I might be a little boring, but that's how it is. <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, I would say a classical fashion is bourbon, but I do really prefer a lot of rye variations, like a Monte Carlo. Oh, yeah. I love Monte Carlo. A go-to for me, for sure, if I was going to drink. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Right. So, bourbon, bourbon. I really like rye, actually. Um, and a couple weeks ago, I went back. So, the reason I like rye is because bourbon old fashions are just way too sweet for me to start. Um, but maybe two or three weeks ago, I was like, you know, I haven't, like, made an old-fashioned for anyone else. And I don't have bourbon, but I have like a full bottle of rye. So I drank through about two thirds of a bottle of rye one night. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to do like standard recipe. I'm going to like look up what the punch recipe is because I haven't made one like to spec Mm. in such a long time that I was like, I don't even like, is it supposed to be two dashes? Mine always have like six. Well, you're a bartender. We love the bitters. We love the bitters. I, I did that. I went back and uh, I didn't try bourbon, but I did try rye with different levels of sweetness and even two ounces of rye with half an ounce of sugar and the two dashes of bitters is like, which is what a traditional spec would be was way too sweet for me. And I like, I, I did finish it, but so wait. immediately went the other end and was like half a bar spoon of sugar, five dashes of bitters for my next one. So wait, did you test that same recipe with bourbon at all? No, because I didn't have enough bourbon. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You went through three quarters of it before I started. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, that's it was interesting. Um, but I also, I know it would be too sweet for me because like even like after doing that, I did settle on doing, um, just a bar spoon of simple syrup for my old fashioned and like that's still pretty sweet for me and it uses rye. So I can't imagine. So what. if you, if you had a guess as ordinal fashion from you, would you do it to your palate or would you do it with you, you would do, or would you do the half ounce? I would ask if they had a preference and I would probably only do a quarter ounce. Okay. Fair enough. All right, I, think Adele. I, go, I think I can go either way as long as it's uh, overproof. I oh, just really okay. like over either bourbon or rye. As if it's overproof, I can go either way. Like I really enjoy like an overproof old fashioned. But if it's that's not an option, then I'll go rye just because it's drier. But I mean, we, traditionally it should be bourbon. It's just a little bit too sweet for me. But if it's overproof, then I can let's go whatever. <laughs> either one, delicious. So I'm pretty sure we did not help our caller at all <laughs> because he, he's like, okay, what's up? Uh, settle a debate for me, rye or old fashioned or, or bourbon old fashioned. So I think that's such a palate thing. Well, so we only have two for bourbon and yes, we have three for rye. I actually three prefer rye, yeah. rye. I prefer rye, but a classic is bourbon. Right. Same here. Yeah. Um, I think it's. A, I think also like bartender palettes have developed since you know the old fashioned got invented, and also we have access to so many spirits now, so many cool craft bourbons and ryes that like options are no longer limited. So now you have awesome bourbons and awesome ryes to make an old fashioned with. That like mm-hmm. if you want to be by the book, sure it's bourbon, but then you're limiting yourself to all those incredible spirits out there that are making really good ryes that would go great with an old fashioned. Wait, I have a question. Why does everyone say it's bourbon that was originally in the old fashioned? Because I think that's a that's a first old fashioned. Yeah, it's bourbon. Yeah, rye because rye was more in vogue. Yeah, rye was like the primary whiskey in the old days. It kept coming from Maryland. I definitely know like prohibition era and a couple decades before bourbon was more. Yeah, but pre-prohibition because old fashioned and sazerac were initially the the considered the first cocktail. That's probably a good idea. Does that call for bourbon? That's rye. Improved whiskey cocktail is rye. But improved whiskey cocktail, I think, is technically an an improvement on the old-fashioned. So if rye was in vogue, if rye was in vogue and bourbon wasn't at first, Mm -hmm. then maybe that's part of what made it. I think it's because, um, like, bourbon really only came about because of the Whiskey Rebellion, which was after the 1700s so i guess it would have to be it would have to be like are we talking about <laughs> historically i think it would be rye fashions before or after 1800 I guess. 
Well, the old fashioned was, I think, first mentioned in like 18. Oh, gosh. Like, what? 1862. Okay. So, Jerry Thomas, 1862, the first old fashioned recipe was with gin. So old fashioned means like an old fashioned make way of making a cocktail, which is like a sling, which is bitters, sugar. And so basically like an old fashioned is not technically a whiskey or right cocktail is just a like bitters and sugar, whatever spirit. And you make it the old fashioned way. Exactly. Which is a sling, a bitter sling. Um, which is and help the medicine go down, right? Yeah, basically, exactly. So, 1962, the first one was actually made gin. So we're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, caller, caller, gin, make it with gin. Make it with gin. Fuck right. Fuck bourbon. And I'm changing my answer again. My personal answer is wrong. Also wrong. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I knew that it was gin. It was it was totally gin. <laughs> I would just think with rye over. Rum old fashioned. But I think if we learned one thing so far in this podcast is drink it how you want it. Drink it how you like it. Uh-huh. Mm, always. Totally. And that's totally fine. All right, cool. Dude, that was fucking educational as shit. All right. Uh, let's get into let's get into this next uh, caller. Here we go. Hi there. I had a question about if you guys have connected to any other bartenders or people in the service industry um, since COVID and quarantine, um, and just any concerns you guys have going back to work. Um, what are your biggest concerns, and when do you think you will actually be back to work in Los Angeles? Thanks. All right. So what I'm hearing is somebody's really wanting their bartenders back. Um, it's interesting. Mm. When do we, we, what's our experiences like going out of work? What's our experiences going, like, when do we think we're going to go back to work? And this is going to be interesting, I think, because we have two different states here. And a lot of times, like, the United States gets lumped in together. But ultimately, that's not necessarily the case because each state has different laws and rules, right? right? And our state has so, the lowest, our state has the lowest um, unemployment. Oh, yeah. Oh, true. We have the lowest. So you guys are all back. A lot of people are back to work already. Uh, oh no, no, no. We're saying unemployment. They pay. Oh, they yeah, pay like, out the lowest. Like we get yeah. the highest. I get ninety-eight dollars a week. Oh wow! Mm. I get two forty-seven, but yeah. that's the. That's but the that's highest. like that is the most someone can get the is two forty-seven, yeah. and that's before taxes, right? Yeah. 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 So that was a. I I technically get a hundred and nine dollars, but with taxes, I get ninety. Right. And you want to take your ta- taxes out because like the last thing you want to do is owe taxes when you're not right. working. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's crazy. Um, and I don't think the rents are like, I mean, LA, of course, rents are like astronomical, but like everywhere I feel like in the country is rents are astronomical. So like, uh, that's kind of ridiculous. Well, here it's the rent, you know, just being that I'm from LA and now I'm right here at the perspective of someone who's like, <laughs> I paid the same amount that I'm paying for this two-bedroom apartment that we, yeah. that we pay to live in this two-bedroom apartment that I was paying to live in a 350 square foot back house in Echo Park last year. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's different. It's much mm-hmm. more livable here. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. In the lower garden. Yeah. Also, like you can live in a really nice neighborhood, and but you can live in a really nice neighborhood here and pay a lot or. Anyone can really almost afford to live anywhere here, which is not like LA, which is really nice. Like in LA, you pretty much have to live in terrible neighborhoods. You have to. What are you going to do? Like, I don't know. I lived in MacArthur Park for nine years. Which had a beautiful art ball exposition. (laughs) It did have a beautiful art ball exposition. All right. Oh my god! I love that you brought that up. That's so funny. I haven't thought about that in years. I love that thing. Um, <laughs> so weird. Okay, so okay, our experience—I I guess, like in LA, or I think everyone's experiences. Like we both all we all kind of went got thrown to the wolves there at first, right? And we didn't know what was going to happen. We still don't know what's going to happen, and we. And we don't know when we're going to completely go back to work and be normal again. Well, I think the that? assistance that was given to us was a very short-term 
solution. Like, yeah, there was a stimulus unemployment, which uh, did help you get by and at least pay your bills that were like, you know, coming at you. But like, this is not, that's done. And now I have the opportunity to come go back to work, which I did. Um, the money is not the same. So now there's no solution for that. And it's kind of like basically like tough titty, figure it out. And it's very difficult to plan ahead because we don't know if we're going to stay open. If shit keeps hitting the family the way it has, like then it's just this weird like limbo of not really being able to plan for your future, not being able to like even build a little security net for you because you don't really know what you're building for. You know what well, I mean? I think- I think like the the best thing is bartenders are savvy as fuck and we all got tough titties. So ultimately, like we've always been able to like roll through the punches and we ain't stopping now and we ain't ever going to stop. So um, we're all going to figure it out. You know, we're human. We're we're savvy as fuck. So, yeah. And and when they want us back, we'll go back. We'll go back. And then until then, I'm selling cocktails out of my 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 uh, garage, so you can like, pick some up. Yeah, you guys should sell cocktails at your garage. It works out. We, yeah. we thought about it, honestly. I I got two. What happened to that person that wanted to pay you for martinis? There, I've actually had inquiries, and I'm just sitting on it because I'm honestly not doing bar stuff anymore. Um, well, I think that's another good fair point is that a lot of us have like transitioned from behind the bar to like taking this time, this opportunity to kind of like pursue things in a different way, which is- otherwise you wouldn't have time to pursue before. So, you know, there there's silver linings wherever you look for them for the most part. And maybe this could be that for a lot of us, you know, yep. yeah. I've just been doing squats. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been meaning to do that. And for you guys, like um, uh, New Orleans specific, like you guys, there's so many crazy, like like you know, world famous events that go down there that are not happening this year. So exactly. even if you guys were open like all the way, like you don't have Voodoo Fest, you don't have uh, Jazz Fest, you don't have Mardi Gras, you don't have Tales, like all the things, which is freaking crazy. Six Tales. <laughs> <laughs> 86 tails 86 tails uh oh my gosh hold on I, guys i i have another caller on the line okay hold on uh oh wait i missed this call so hold on I, they left a voicemail very nice well um hi i'm uh i'm calling to ask you why they put cotton candy in the walls and call it insulation <laughs> now it kind of tastes like wall. Doesn't really taste like bubble gum. Uh, I feel kind of <laughs> sick. Okay, could you call me back and tell me why it doesn't taste like bubble gum? Oh man, I can't believe I like missed this guy. Uh, like I literally, I just like missed it. The call on our our hotline. Um, so hold on. Like I think I should tr- call him back and give him like straight up advice because it seems like it might be dangerous. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't I, worry. This guy's from down the street from me. And we're it's gonna let him. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're just going by. All right. I hope that we can. I hope we can get him. I really do. <laughs> like, uh, uh, let's see. You need the cotton candy in your walls. What do you want? pizza. Oh, um, hello. Uh, this is Shauna from Talktales. I, I got a, vo- a voicemail and I was trying to get back to you quickly because it sounded like there might have been oh. some, some uh, in- oh. indigestion issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, you know what? I thought you were one of them credit card collectors, so that's why I say that. Piece of <laughs> bullshit. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for calling me back. Um, I haven't been feeling right since I started eating that cotton wall cotton candy, and I uh, just wonder if you could help me out with that. Okay. Can my poop be red? Yeah, that sounds about right. But also, you know, I'm I I'm not a medical professional, but like I have like four other people on the line right now that we could probably give you some solid advice. Okay. Oh God bless you. Uh, kazoo tight. Right. <laughs> All right. Go all country about it. Go all country. About it. <laughs> well, I was going to say first off, you go on and. Uh... Do Big Mouth. I know the uh, cotton candy brandy on there, apparently. Maybe the uh, alcohol you need to just uh, say, uh, go on to Big Mouth and uh, just make some cotton candy brandy, you know? 
find you some good booze to mix in with. I'm sure it'll balance right out. Maybe four kids, buy kids. <laughs> it's such that they had to shut down that children's prison they were making of them. Sarah, any advice? I think you should just keep eating it. You know what? Like, in these times of uncertainty, just do you. Like, Hey, sir, did you hear that? No. No, no, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Guys. Okay, so... <laughs> Okay, this seems like an alarming situation. Uh, so, uh, so this great advice was just given, and this this uh, caller didn't hear any of it. <laughs> okay, so caller, I really, really, really think that you should get some medical advice, like a doctor. Yeah, I'd, I'd say like a doctor. Yeah, uh, or I mean, or um, even Adele. What do you think? WebMD. I think that maybe you should just chase it down with some mezcal and hope that it's okay by tomorrow that's it oh everyone's thinking mezcal yeah yeah i'm yeah. done with mezcal. that i that i what oh uh that he has really bad hearing like i think it's really affected his hearing um I, no everyone everyone is suggesting that maybe a couple shots of mezcal and it'll like go it'll just go right down the, the down bullet. the bullet oh yeah, yeah, shots of mezcal. Why not have thought of that? I was going to go down and talk to the hardware store and ask them which clown put in the cotton candy in my house. But I think some mezcal will probably solve that. Yeah, God bless you. Also, stop That's eating the real cotton candy. Don't yeah. all of that cotton candy like acid. Yeah, and then uh, also everyone suggests go talk to a doctor. And if there's bleeding mm-hmm. out of your butt and out of your gums and out of your nose and eyes, that's not good. That red is bad. So. Red water's bad. Red water bad. Okay. Red water's bad. My hearing's starting to go. I feel a little funny, but starting I'll, to go. I'll Come on now, you be, you can't hear nothing, sir. <laughs> can't, oh, you think that cotton candy got shoved right in my ears? Well, did you put it in your ears? No, no, that'd be weird. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, thank Should you I for calling. That? Like, I mean, like, thank you for calling. Uh, no, do not put the cotton candy in your ears. Make sure you just uh, okay. stay away from the cotton candy and stick to the mezcal, and you'll be fine. Yeah, it makes my gums itchy, but I'll try the mezcal. Don't Maybe scratch that won't hurt so much. Okay, okay. All right, good luck, caller. Thank, right. thank you for calling in. Thank you for calling back. Anytime, Goodbye. anytime. <laughs> Boy, oh Boy, oh. that could have been a situation. Having a time. Who knows? Maybe that was a situation. Oh, all right. Well, you know what? I think we did a good job. Good job, guys. Thanks for uh, like Stephen. Thank you for so much for answering all that. He didn't hear any of it. <laughs> oh my god. He missed oh, we conference. we just have a okay. So we have a couple more questions, guys. You guys have it in you? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're here for it. Here we go. Um, Please make this question anonymous. <laughs> but is there a good way for a guy to ask a girl about getting an abortion? I know it's a very sensitive subject, but there's my question. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. That is a sensitive well, subject. Love to take is them. it your kid is the first thing to be asked. So many questions. Or are yeah, oh, we're gonna respond with all questions because I feel like everyone knows the answer to this. <laughs> I mean what's the context? Is it your kid? Well like yeah. what to ask? that's so vague. <laughs> that's such a vague like, Is this is this a one night stand? No, is but this like, uh is yeah. it just to ask any girl about abortion or is it about to ask someone they've slept with or could it potentially be their baby at all? Just off the hesitation, I feel like this might be. Uh, is this person a virgin, you think? <laughs> I mean, he's angry. <laughs> okay. So many feelings. Well, okay, that was a loaded one. That was a loaded one. I, no one said that this was going to be easy, guys. I mean, I'm not uncomfortable with it. I just, I just think it needs more context. Just, I think that rule of thumb: you should never tell a girl what to do with her body to start. Ask like if someone wanted to ask me questions about abortion. I like did he mean ask you to get an abortion? Or ask you about your abortion, or ask you about abortion. Oh yeah, it was very vague. So I think what he said was, "Is it okay for a guy to ask a girl about an abortion?" Like, what does that what does that mean for a girl? Uh, I think who's the girl? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, honestly, I feel like 
the true honest answer here is regardless of all the actual questions we have for the caller is thank you for reaching out and like asking these questions because that's nice. And secondly, like ultimately all of that boils down to the, the personal human. Yeah. Right. For sure. I, I think if you're more details, my answer would be no, it's not okay. It just depends. It, yeah. It depends on so much. It, it, what's the, what's yeah. the context? Exactly. If, this person. Yeah. If you are asking somebody who has had an abortion and you're asking them about their experience with it, I think that you need to read the room. I think if you're asking somebody what their stance is on abortion, once you got them pregnant, I think the conversation is going to take a very different shape. Um, but I think if he's saying, how do you ask a girl to have an abortion? I think that's a big no, no. You don't tell people what to do with their bodies. Well, and also like if you're worried about having somebody you have sex with as a man to have a, an abortion, like, yeah, it's like, you're the one in control of that. So just wrap it up, buddy or wrap her up. Well, and I think also if he's, wrap her up, wrap her up. <laughs> if he's saying he wants to ask women about abortion to learn about abortion, then he should just educate himself on abortion. Read a book. Just go on Google. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I kind of like it when people are like upfront about asking questions, though. Obviously, we're doing advice line, but. Like what Adele was saying is read the room, know who you're asking. Like there's some women that would put some trauma involved with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because that is a traumatic experience. hundred percent. It can be. It can be. Yeah. I some people will tell you all about it. My, I'm cool with abortion koozie because ask me about abortion. I will talk about it all day to anyone, but not everyone feels that way. And that right. is to be respected. That's true. And it's about how subject. you ask a question too. If you're like, Asking like a oh did you have an abortion or how do you like with a very condescending or, tone or would you say it's like did you have an abortion or did you have an abortion did you have an abortion can we have an abortion <laughs> where's the emphasis in this question I I would like to have an abortion abortion <laughs> well. I honestly don't think that there's a, a solid way to answer this question besides like, dude, straight up. Read the room. Yeah. Like if you love, if you love your partner, you, you work through things together. And if you got somebody knocked up, it's your responsibility. Wrap it up. That You goofed up. Fuck face. <laughs> I would say if you just want to like learn about this because that's an angle that we don't know the context for exactly. there's so much you can learn through social yes. media you could probably just go through the like tags on instagram or twitter that are talking about states that are having abortion rights taken away and you can probably just learn from people who are commenting about how that's not okay who are also talking about their experiences i think in general like if somebody personally says it's not okay why would you want to make them not feel okay yeah. So, like, what what makes you in a position of like making other humans not feel okay? I mean, so I don't, think that like let's let, let's like let's like not make other people feel not okay. Right. I feel like if you want to have a discussion, like a genuine conversation about it, where you exchange opinions, there's going to be a person who's going to want to do that with you. Not everybody's going to want to. So just find the person who wants to have that conversation with you, and then have it. Feel it out. You will know very quickly. This is my advice. You will know very quickly if that woman is into this conversation. And if you are getting the vibe that she is not at all, then just back the fuck off. Don't go fucking it. <laughs> I agree. I think it's the best advice. Man, oh man, I didn't I did not expect to have that kind of like serious question on this podcast, but sometimes it happens. Oh my gosh. Why not? But yeah, let's do it. Let's dig in and dial in <laughs> the next question. <laughs> <laughs> because we're getting on a time frame here. Okay, uh, here we go. Can you please give me uh, the, your best suggestion for the best reliable vodka that there is within reason? I I like Absolute, um, but I don't know which is the best out there. Can you let me know what the best vodka is? Thank you. Best vodka, guys. Absolute is the favorite. But what do you guys think is a nice, like, at-home vodka? They all taste the same to me. Yeah. I'd say, uh, no, uh, if we're staying at, like, the absolute price range, at least, I mean, 
I'd definitely say something like Wheatley or Tito's or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's a the the question because the funny most bartenders could not give two shits about vodka. To be completely honest, <laughs> but I would encourage you to buy local. So buy whatever wherever city you're at. Buy their local vodka. Here in LA, we have Mulholland, which I don't like because I don't like vodka. But if I was to buy vodka, I'd buy Mulholland or maybe something fair trade or something where you're supporting a small business. Um, Absolute has enough money. So does Grey Goose and Kettle and Tito's. You should support something small, something craft, something local. All right. So I think that's a great answer. Why don't we all suggest something local with the five answers uh, just to support like the system right now with like COVID and let's get those names out. So you said Mulholland is a great mm-hmm. option. Um, I'm going to say Charbet. Yeah. It's been distilling since, uh, since the 1700s. Charbet. So, yeah. Let's see. Uh, uh, a good local one for around here would be in Mississippi. I believe up in Madison, they have uh, Cathead Vodka, which uh, donates a lot to uh, local music programs. You just Ooh. That's rad. You're giving it to me as a suggestion. Oh, now you have to give me one. That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Zoink. <laughs> no, no. Oh God, this, this. You don't want to. Really trust me, we'll talk about it after. <laughs> Sam Rock. <laughs> Let's say Sam Rock. Um, I feel like Sir Rock. I've mentioned the local vodkas, the good ones. Um, so I'm gonna go. I just recently moved from Massachusetts, like less than two years ago. Um, there's a distillery out there called Murma, M-U-R-R hyphen M-A, and they do like a local expression of vodka, like all of the, um, botanicals that are used in distillation for their vodka and their gin are gathered within like a 15 to 25 mile radius. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Um, So they're pretty dope. Um, I forget what their vodka is called, but. Last I checked, they only had a vodka and a gin, so should be easy to find. So support local people, support crap, especially right now, especially like all these big companies have enough money in the bank to get them through a pandemic. Small craft, small batch stuff do not. So if you can, you vote with your dollar. So support the small brands. If you if you like vodka, I guess, or you can you know grow up and drink gin. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Drink gin. Yeah. <laughs> Drink gin. Hashtag drink gin. All right. We have two more questions, guys. Do you need to stretch out for this last two? Let's do it. Let's let's improve our, our meditative minds and selves and grab ourselves something to drink. And you should, too. Get this uh, last one in before I have to go to work. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, here we go. Let's see. Right, you guys? Here we go. Okay, so from my understanding, agave comes from the cactus, which is then turned into tequila. So can we just cut open the cactus around here and make us some tequila, or is it a specific cactus? That's my question. That's a freaking great question. Yeah. Like, and, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm glad you asked that question, caller. Um, that, like, because this is very loaded. Adele, let's start you off there. Uh, well, agave is not a cactus. It's actually not a succulent either. I think it's closer related to like asparagus or something really random like that. Um, and no, you don't cut it open and get agave from it. You have to cook the piña, which is a heart of the plant. You have to roast it. So it releases the starches, uh, release the sugar. Think of it like, um, like a sweet potato. It's kind of sweet, but it's hard and starchy. And then when you cook it, it becomes a lot sweeter and mushy, kind of like that. So you have to cook it that way. And then you have to squeeze it, the fibers, to extract the agave. That's where you get agave from. It's not like, so you have to, agave is a cooked, is a cooked um, product. You have to cook the piña to get the agave out. Now the agave gets fermented and then it gets distilled. So uh, let me ask everyone this. If somebody has an actual agave plant in their yard, could they make mezcal? I mean... I think it has to reach like a certain maturity. That's- yeah. It, well, first, legally, no. It will be an agave distillate because you're not in the states where mezcal is allowed. But also, it has to reach certain maturity. And also, it depends on the agave because not all of them have the amount of sugars necessary to ferment. 
So you can have like the biggest agave plant ever, but just naturally that species isn't sweet. So even it won't produce the sugars that you need to create alcohol. So yes, uh, that's a no. So that's a no. <laughs> that's a, absolutely not. Do not go around your neighborhood cutting down your neighbor's cactuses to make tequila. <laughs> oh, could you make some like uh, cactus moonshine though? Like just get like a big pear cactus and juice it, and then like. I mean, you probably could. I think you can make booze out of anything that ferments, technically, right? So if it's sugary, ferments. Tapache a lot. You should throw some. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, yeah, they're already doing like chipotle peppers and stuff like that with it. So yeah, why not? A little habanero. You can make like an aloe vera tapache. That might be kind of good. Yeah. Actually, mosquito bites. <laughs> Wait, can can anyone let the caller know about what tapache is? <clears throat> Tapache is basically just a fermented uh, pineapple juice. Uh, you take it and basically you use the uh, natural yeast that are already on the outside of a pineapple, like a, uh, uh, excuse me, a natural, uh, okay. organic. Sorry, I forgot for a second. Anyways, um, organic pineapples usually have a uh, good, just natural yeast on their skin. Just take that, cut up. Uh, load up with a couple of the goodies, uh, some ginger, some pepper for a little spice. And uh, yeah, let's sit and ferment for a couple of days, bottle it up, and some pretty good stuff. Yum. And, and, and you feel good. pretty good too, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, like I said, it's low. It's probably, I, mean, I guess I could check it, but it's around like maybe five. Yeah. Like five, six it's percent. Typically between. Like a beer. Yeah. All right. That, that right there. Okay. So to answer that question, no. Like, cut it off. No, you can't cactus a, a mezcal or or tequila. Or agave doesn't come from cactus. It comes from agave. Agave is its own plant. No, you have to ferment, cook it, ferment it, distill it. And if even if you manage to do all of those things, you have to only use the blue Weber agave, which is only allowed to be distilled for tequila in, like, I think, eight states in Mexico. So otherwise. So there, if you just no. if you just if you grew your own blue agave and and then cut it, cooked it, distilled it, what would you consider that person? It depends where you are. It depends where you are. Oh no, I want to put a name to it. Are, are you a, a name douchebag? To- <laughs> <laughs> At best, you're a rebel distiller. Oh, okay, that's a lot fairer. <laughs> oh, that sounds and nice. That's like and that's like if you're in a very specific area of Mexico. If you're outside that's that area, not- you're just a douchebag. <laughs> that's like okay. a cute Instagram handle. The Rebel Distiller. The Rebel Distiller. All right. Well, let's let's all like aim on not being douchebags and then ferment <laughs> uh, ferment your own agaves or uh, sorry, cactuses. There you go. <laughs> I'm interested if. That person's going to make their own, like, distillate, though. <laughs> they, they, they come out with, like, a, their own cactus distillate, and it's, like, the next, the next big, biggest thing ever. Either that or either. Like, so, oh, I mean, my gosh. Could you imagine? I mean, homebrew moonshine is a thing. Let's try it with some cactus juice. Why the hell not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay, guys. This is going to be the final question for the uh, evening, morning, afternoon, night, whenever you listen to this. So here we go. Thank you, caller, for calling in. Hi, Cocktails. I have a silly question for you that's sort of in the spirit of, well, spirit. So if an ice cream company came to you and was like, okay, we're going to make a custom pint based on you, what's in it? What's it called? What's the deal? Love you guys. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh, boy. What was the question? So if an ice cream, if an ice cream pint was made after you, what's it called? What's in it? And why? Oh, I mean, who wants to go first? <laughs> Ooh, Shauna, you want to take this one? All right. Um, ice cream pint. A, I don't eat a lot of ice cream, so mine's going to be sorbet. <laughs> and also, I don't eat a lot of sorbet either. So mine's going to be a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> so ice cream. Because that's the only thing I like to eat. So, yeah. So I'm going to go chocolate chop. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate chip cookie with ice cream, and then also, um, oh, the rum, 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 ice cream with chocolate chip cookies, and uh, and something psycho like pop rocks. 
Insulation. So, rum, rum, vanilla ice cream, chocolate chip cookie, and pop rocks. Wall cotton candy. Wall cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, wall cotton candy. Do I need to explain why? I already did. I, I like chocolate chip. The, the only dessert I really like is chocolate chip cookie. Now the question is, what's it called? Oh. Um, I like to rub my butt on the ground. <laughs> That's what you're going to call that pint. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be having any of that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I want some. Doesn't have control. Give me some. Let me try it. Oh, Open your mind, Adele. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> You're limiting yourself so yeah. much. All right, next. Uh, for me, it would have to be, because uh, I just love cookies and cream, probably just some guy like Oreo. With like a nice swirl mm. to it, above uh, vanilla ice cream. Now, oh God, what the hell would it be called though? Mm. Swirly Steve. Swirly Steve. There we go. Whoa! Nice Ooh. work. Swirly Steve. A lot better than rub your butt on the ground. Swirl. <laughs> we each have to name each other's. So that's the deal. Um, yeah, because we can't. But I already have a name for mine. Okay, that's good. Oh, good. Okay, we're gonna, we're not naming Ivy's. Not gonna happen. Okay. Ivy, you go. So mine's going to be chocolate assault because I also really love chocolate. It's also going to be hyphenated. So it's chocolate ah with an accent. What's, what's that? Oh, uh, uh, what's, what's the one that goes, uh, a gosh. Slash. It's an accent over the A and it's an, a gosh accent. And then it's going to be hyphen salt. And it's going to be salted chocolate. Um, spirit would probably be reposado tequila or mezcal. In the ice cream or paired with it? Either or. Okay. You know, why not both? Um, yeah. Cool. Boom. Something <clears throat> heavy cream based with no sugar. Sorry, I'm weird. I have issues. Um, heavy cream based, no sugar. Definitely some salt. Um, really into peaches right now. Fuck yeah. Ooh, I like that. Cream. Always in peaches and cream, a little salt, yeah. What's it called? Yeah. Uh, that sounds. Oh, Louisiana peach? Or. No. You can, name it, you can name it rubbing my peach butt on the ground. Oh my God. You can give it with some bourbon, too. Variation off of Shauna's. <laughs> it's inspired by. Come taste my creamy peach. Come taste my creamy come, peach. Come taste my creamy peach. That's come a great taste one. taste my creamy peach. How, how are you spelling come? It's a wet-ass peach. <laughs> come taste it. Well, come has to be like come here, right? Not like come in. Yeah, because that wouldn't make sense. Adele, you didn't yeah. do it. Oh. You're not getting off that piece. Yeah, Adele, I, save us. I think I would do like a, like a passion fruit sorbet with a dark with a dark chocolate swirl, mezcal, mezcal for sure. I don't know what I would call it though. I would just call I feel, it, put it in your mouth. <laughs> that's appropriate. I feel yeah, like I, I like knowing you. That's like the most accurate description of, of ice cream <laughs> like for you ever. Flavor, flavor, so and my favorite spirit. So it'd be perfect. Actually, that sounds really good right now. So I want that right now too because it's hot as balls. It's so Ooh. fucking hot, Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh my gosh, guys, we did it. We got through all the questions. We did it. I didn't know if it was going to happen. We made it happen. And yeah, high fives all around, virtual high fives. Hey, anyone, anyone listening, high five your, high five your cat, high five your water bottle, whatever you got. And uh, <laughs> there's an Ola here. Oh, pop, 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 pop. Get a sweet Nola girl. The no- oh yeah and then also uh high five new orleans and any like parts like we're all getting drunk basically for the things that are happening in our country right now which is santa cruz my hometown is on fire so basically if you have the means donate please to any uh to anyone losing the homes and new orleans if you're if you are having uh going into the second hurricane Donate as well. Mm-hmm. You know. It's all right so far. But so far, so good. That's right. So far, so good. Good luck on fire season out there. 
Dude, fire season, hurricane, hurricane season. We're in it together at this point. Why don't you send some hurricanes this way, huh? Okay, why don't you send some fire this way? You don't need fire. Yeah, I don't feel like it's fair. <laughs> we don't need a fire in Please, why don't you send some fire and earthquakes over <laughs> here, huh? Yeah. Why don't you make our earth crumble and our forest? <laughs> but in real talk, if you are um if you are in a place where you are able to go out and have dinner or have drinks at a bar, be nice to your service person. Um it's just really hard on everybody and I know people want to like, you know, disassociate and escape via getting drinks and going to a restaurant and that's okay. That's allowed. But just know that the person serving you is also going through this and they deserve a little bit of respect from you and a nice tip. The very least, the best tip, the best tip ever. Yes. And, uh, okay. So thank you guys so much. The team in new, new Orleans right now, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for coming out and like going on cocktails and answering these crazy questions. It's awesome. 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 Um, and if you like our podcast, please go ahead and go onto our Patreon. If you have the means, donate patreon.com backslash talktales of podcast. Um, and we all, also, if you just tell people about the podcast, that helps us out too, which is really cool. And we love that. Um, do us a solid subscribe, leave us a review. This is a DIY project. All the love that we get helps us grow. And if the love comes in the form of church, oh, I'm going to start this over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot I had I forgot I had a whole slogan for this. Uh absolutely. So if you like our show, do solid, subscribe, leave us a review. This is a DIY project. All love helps us grow. And if the love comes in the form of a charitable donation, you can show the love on our Patreon page, which you can find at the link talktalesofpodcast.com as well as patreon.com backslash talktales of podcast. Um, and I know it comes as a shock to all of you listeners, but we're actually not therapists. Weird. I know. But if you have an actual emergency, please contact the appropriate people. 911. I don't know, but this is all for entertainment. We are not licensed therapists. So we're very unqualified to give advice. Don't drink and drive. Don't do it. Seriously. Just don't. No, um, don't. And thank you so much to our and thank you so much to our good friend Josh for composing our theme song. And thanks to my brother-in-law Grayson for uh creating our badass logo. Let's be safe. Let's be together. And always, like we do, let's go out on a cheers collectively. Cheers. 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 Cheers.